You're listening to the Future Tech Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies such as artificial intelligence, stem cells, 3D printing, gene editing, Bitcoin, blockchain, the microbiome, quantum computing, virtual reality, and exploring space are much closer than you might think. In fact, many early versions of these technologies are in play right now, and the companies that are using these technologies are the focus of this podcast. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a thorny medical problem. Remember, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and tell your friends about it. Thank you. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech and Future Tech Health podcast, and I have Gaetan Chevalier, PhD. Uh, he's with the uh, Earthing Institute. It's earthinginstitute.net. So, Gaetan, thank you for coming. You're welcome, Richard. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, you know, to start with, what is uh, what is earthing? You know, for people that don't know. Yes, earthing is uh, a technical term used in, mainly in Eng- England but has the same meaning in uh, America as grounding. But uh, we chose the term earthing to put the emphasis that what we are grounding is the human body. So grounding the human body means to be in direct contact with the surface of the earth through uh, direct skin contact or through some equipment that has, uh, is conducting and is connected to the ground via a rod or some other means that is a direct contact with the the, earth, the surface of the earth. Well, do people uh, understand when they're in contact with the earth or not? I mean, you know, someone could say, "Oh, well, I'm in my car or I walk around all day, so I'm in I'm in contact with the earth." I mean, when are you and when are you not in contact, and why? Yes. So when we mean in contact with the earth means direct skin contact with the earth. If you're walking on with running shoes, for example, the rubber in the running shoes is ground is actually preventing the grounding because it's an insulating material. If you uh, are in a car, then the rubber of the tires uh, actually also prevent you from being grounded. And uh, when you are in your home. Homes are normally built of wood, and so you are not grounded also. So most of our lives, we go around not being grounded for sometimes for years. So that's what we mean by being grounded is you have to have the skin touching the surface of the earth or touching, conducting uh, equipment or surfaces that are in contact with the earth. For example... If you walk on cement, you know, in a normal climate, not a super dark climate, and you're barefoot, you are grounded. Of course, you are better grounded if you are walk on um, grass, for example. And if you walk, walk on the beach, uh, you know, with wet sand and stuff like that, uh, you are very well grounded. Mm. But normally we are not. So what's the consequence of not being grounded? What does that do to people? So... What this do to people is that, in a nutshell, it builds up 
inflammation, low key level inflammation inside the body. And to understand why this is happening, we need a little bit of uh, background on what is our relationship with the planet Earth. The planet itself is like a rechargeable battery. It is recharged by the sun. And a battery has two poles, the negative pole and the positive pole. So is the Earth. The surface of the Earth is the negative pole. And the ionosphere, about 60 miles up in the atmosphere, is the positive pole. And there's a complex processes that are started by the sun. The sun rays are very powerful, and they contain UV light. And what they do is that they ionize the air molecule at about 60 miles up, and that actually prevents most of the damaging UV radiation from uh, hitting the surface of the, the Earth and us. But what this does, it creates positive and negative charges. It splits molecules that are neutral into positive and negative molecules. Mm. And and then power, by a complex process that involves thunderstorms, uh, the electrons are transferred to the surface of the Earth through lightnings. So basically, lightning and thunderstorms play a very important role in keeping the battery of the planet charged all the time. So we evolve in contact with the surface of the Earth, uh, Hmm. touching all the time, you know, the negative pole of the Earth. And life took advantage of that. And uh, it creates what we call immune system. So now, as long as you are in contact with the Earth regularly, you don't need to be constantly, but regularly, the body will function normally. So, but if you are ungrounded for a long period of time, the way our body is designed to work, it will create some oxy, what is called oxidative stress, which is basically accumulation of positive charges in the body. And why is that? Is there's two reasons why? One is that the immune system itself kills bacteria using acids or positively charged molecules that actually, mm. basically, an acid, if you pour an acid on a table, the, the table gets disintegrated because the acid actually is stealing electrons from the surface. And the electrons are really what keeps the cohesion of matter together. So it does the same thing to bacteria. You, they pour acid on bacteria and disintegrate them. The problem arises when... These acids cannot be neutralized. In normal environment, when we are grounded, we have a supply of electrons that is always present. So we can, the body use them to neutralize the extra acidity that is not needed. But when we're not grounded, this acid acidity keeps going, start damaging the healthy cells, which now, you know, give a signal to the body that they are attacked. And the body now responds by sending more white blood cells. Now the white blood cells now are killing the damaged cell. And it creates a, a, a positive loop that is called inflammation. So that's why okay. in, that's why we have inflammation. 
If we were grounded nope. all the time, like animals, we would not have inflammation in our body. So how, how did you uh, come across the concept of earthing yourself? How did, uh, how did it first hit you? Yes. Well, um, we go way back in uh, 2003. I was director of research at a private school in in San Diego County called the California Institute for Human Science. And we have several people talking about different subjects there from time to time. And then there was this person, Clint Ober, who came and started to talk about the new research that is just recently done with the nurse on the benefits of being grounded, being in contact with the earth. It was not a double-blind study or anything. It was just like an observational study where they observe and the people were telling them, I feel better, I sleep better, things like that. Hmm. And so I was like, well, that's interesting. But, you know, being in contact with the earth, uh, it's been around for a long time, no, no doubt, and that it would have been discovered already that it has healing properties. So I was kind of skeptical. <clears throat> Uh, later, I discovered that it was rediscovered 100 years ago, but that's another story. So, but okay. in any case, one of uh, Clint Ober's associate came to me and said, would your institute be willing to do a research project on earthing, you know, if we fund it? And we said, sure, we're an open organization. Um, and um, if people want, you know, and they have the means and they would like us to design a research project, we certainly we're open to do it. So we did the project and we used several uh, equipment like brain brain waves. We measure, measure heart rate, skin conductance, etc. And we found effectively that there was good results, that earthing calmed the nervous system, makes the brain wave function better. Even the muscles were more relaxed. So it was interesting, but still not convincing completely to me. But I paid attention. And later, the project was replicated with more sophisticated equipment. Like, for example, we had um, um, the, the system, you know, was battery powered. The data acquisition system was battery powered. And the data was sent to the computer via fiber optics which eliminates the possibility of any ground loops, which was my concern that maybe there's a ground loop. And when we ground the person, we simply add the person to the ground. Uh, but we found out with this research project that was not the case. So now it started to be really interesting to me. I had a couple of my friends also participating in the project. One of them had a, was a, a retired person with... Um, pain in his tummy, as arthritis in the tums. And so we grounded him for about 30 to 40 minutes. And before we grounded him, we asked him from zero to 10. 10 meanings that you are willing to go off the cliff and zero, you have no pain. Where are you right now? Right. He said, I'm at an eight. I said, wow, that doesn't even show. He said, I'm used to that. He said that uh, pain medication does, does not work well for me. So after 30, 40 minutes, we asked him again, so how is it now? I said, well, that's good. He said, two or three. So medication don't even do that. So I started to be a believer, and uh, I guess I started using the products myself, and uh, 
became uh, became convinced, especially now, you know, we're like 15 years later. I've seen so many people help with grounding, with all kinds of inflammatory disease, which are most of the diseases, including, you know, uh, all form of arthritis, autoimmune disease, even Alzheimer's, diabetes, many form of cancer. What, so yeah, what's the, what's it's the, very important. What's a good way to, to ground yourself versus a way that, you know, do a lot of people try to ground themselves and do it wrong or not long enough? Or, you know, what, what are the right ways and the wrong ways to do it to make it effective? Well, first of all, there is a minimum of time to be grounded, to be effective. We found in our research that we need about 30 minutes for the body to start responding positively when it is grounded. So we recommend about an hour a day for a healthy person. Um, the more compromised your body is, the more you need grounding for having um, a good results or substantial improvements. Like we had this lady with uh, multiple sclerosis, and she started having improvement even after one hour, the first time that she went to our, um, you know, research lab. But then it plateaued real quick. So she had to increase grounding to about 16 hours a day to really feel like a normal person. So it depends. Well, for most but, people, yes. wouldn't it be easiest to do it while you sleep? Then you can oh, that's what I do. <laughs> it's the least effort for the biggest payoff. Is to sleep grounded. I definitely would recommend it because you don't have uh, you don't have then to worry about being grounded during the day. Or so I go by my day, not you know worry about having not being grounded during the day. Uh, but um, um, if a, a person has a special condition, even grounding only during the night might not be enough. But for most of normal people. It's enough, you know, like me, for example, I, I have uh, pretty good health and don't take any medication. I'm in my early 60s, so feel great. Of course, nutrition is important. It doesn't mean this is a point that is important is that you cannot, because you're grounded, do all kind of abuse, drink uh, 24 beers a day, uh, eat anything you like, still have, you know, to have some kind of a balance in your life. And then you get the maximum right. benefits of being grounded. Okay. So, uh, again, how do people do it right and do it wrong? You need to do it for a long enough time. So you're saying yeah, you need to do it for about an hour a day. Um, if you can, you know, go barefoot on the grass if you have a backyard or if you live close to the ocean and it's a nice place, you can walk, you know, on the beach. And if you can do that, especially in cold areas, I come originally from Canada, so I know about cold uh, weather. So many months in Canada, you cannot go out and be barefoot. So then there are some products that you can use that will ground you through your house. Uh, every house is, especially the modern one, uh, after 1976, I would say, built after 76, have a ground uh, ground rods. Uh, the the electrical system includes a grounding. Uh, um, I would say a grounding uh, hole. You know, you have you know on the power outlet. If you go back in the fifties and early sixties, there was only two slots. 
and it was for the power. Then there were many people who got electrocuted because they were grounded when they were touching the power. So now everything has a ground and you have the ground into the third hole of the grounding system. So you can use that to ground yourself, provided that you have checked that it works properly. And uh, there's companies that we work with that actually sell you at the same time you buy their product. They sell you a little grounding uh, checker so that you can see that you have a good ground. So that's one way to do it. Another way to do it that also can be used in winter if you don't like that method or you're not sure that you have a good ground in your house is to put a, a grounding rod outside. And you can run a wire through the window and into your room and just ground your equipment like that. And in fact, the company that makes those, they are so sturdy that you can close completely the window and not break the wire. So it's another possibility. Well, uh, you know, I've used personally like a grounded pillowcase, grounded sheets. You know, you plug them in the wall. But I guess the difficult thing is you can't tell that it's working or not. You know, I've even gotten like a voltmeter or, you know, and tried to measure, but it just seems like the fluctuations, you, I can't really tell if it's working or not. And then I think I feel better, but it's just very subtle, at least for me. So any suggestions on on how yes, you know I, if it's really working or not, if, it's, if yes. it's not like blatantly obvious to you? Yes, there's an easy way. Uh, there's a website, earthing.com, when you can buy um, a product called a, a, a ground checker, but it's different. What it is basically is that it has, um, it has uh, a button, and when you touch it, so you plug it into, let's say that you have, a sheet that is grounded, okay? So, and you want to check if it works properly. So what you can do is use this, um, plug this um, ground checker, how do you call it? Let me just check. It's called a continuity tester, exactly. So you can plug the continuity tester into an outlet, okay? And that you've checked, or you can use a, a rod outside. And then when this continuity tester is, is plugged in, you press on the button and you'll see a, a red light when you're not grounded. And if you touch your sheets and they are grounded properly, the light will turn green. So it's called a continuity tester. And um, you can have the whole kit for about less than 40 bucks. And that's a very easy way to test if you're grounded. The light will turn green if you're grounded. And they sell you with that, you know, um, uh, instructions on how to use it. So I would say that would be the easiest way of uh, being What are grounded. some of the, um, you know, you said it's helped a lot of people over the years, which is good. You know, the, the big obvious changes are, are easy, but, what are some of the more subtle case studies or more subtle results that either you or people you've talked to have gotten? Maybe so subtle that they didn't know until you asked them about it in detail. Like, you know, how do you feel? What do you notice? Et cetera. Like that, that's probably what I'd be interested in for people that are skeptical and people that use it. And again, they, they you know, I don't want them to expect like a huge bolt out of the yeah. blue that they're different, you know? Like, so again, what's the more subtle stuff that you've seen? Yeah, well, I guess the best way is uh, to start with is about me. 
So uh, I went into a jacuzzi one time, I, and I don't know, the water was not very good or something, or very clean. And I developed a fungus on my one of my left big, big toe. So I noticed that when I sleep grounded at night, uh, my toe was okay. And then when I was not grounded during the day, my toe would become red and inflamed. And then I go to bed and it was not inflamed again. Um, so what I did is that, okay, so this was a kind of a cycle. I said, I have to get rid of this. So I put an antifungal uh, cream on the toe. I ground my foot longer than usual. I was trying, for example, during the day, put my foot on a grounding mat and ground as much as possible and got rid of it. And most people, you know, they lose their nails or their nails are chewed up. My nail look normal today. That's one of them. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, the second one is that I had um, a bridge in my mouth and I had it for about 10 years and suddenly it fell. So I went to see the dentist. I had no pain, nothing happened. The dentist said, and look at one of the two teeth that was holding the bridge. And he said, your tooth is gone. There's only an empty shell. I said, wow, that's interesting. He said, you never had pain, any inflammation, nothing. I said, nothing. So um, he said, that's very unusual. You should have had a lot of you know, inflammation in, in the gums or anything. I had absolutely no inflammation. And so he uh, took the tooth out and we found, we replaced that. And uh, so that was interesting because he was convinced, you know, that you cannot have a tooth like this. It is completely chewed up, especially the nerve inside, not have any pain and any inflammation. So there are subtle right. things like that, that people do are pretty healthy, are reporting from time to time. But you can't publish that. These are anecdotal evidence. In the Earthing Institute, there is a section for testimonials. You can have testimonials from doctors and testimonials from people. And if you scroll down, you'll see uh, numerous different health challenges have been helped with grounding. Okay. Um, again, any um, I mean, like any subtle things that people experience when they first start grounding? How about when they, you know... Uh, the, I know. Do you recommend they use, let's say, earthing sheets or an earthing pillowcase? And you know, what's what's like the pretty easiest yeah. entry into doing this? I guess well, is the first question. If you don't have any financial consideration, I would say use a grounding sheets. And I would also recommend that you use a grounding mat when you work at a computer. And I use two of them: one for my feet, and another one on the table. I put my my keyboard on it and I use it also as a mouse mouse pad. If you can't afford all of that, you have you can uh have a, a wristband or a body band for about forty bucks, you know, and it will it will ground you too. So it's just depend on your budget. You can start with even with patches. You can have fifty patches for you know about sixty bucks or something like that. So it's not very expensive those products. So I would recommend, uh, it depends on your condition. Let's say that, i give you an example that is uh, quite interesting. There was this uh, a person who was a retired FDA uh, statistician. 
And uh, he still has his mother, who was in her early 90s, and she was an avid player of tennis. And suddenly she found herself having big problems with her legs. And I forgot exactly what it was, but they were about to do an operation on her. And he decided to, nothing was working uh, besides having the operation. So he decided to put patches where she had most pain. And Mm. the pain went away pretty quickly. And uh, after, I think the the, um, um, operation was scheduled some weeks or maybe a month later, and she canceled it. She said, I don't need it anymore. So if you have a condition where you have acute pain somewhere, I would recommend the patches first. Um, there's a, a chiropractor, Jeff, who was in charge of the Tour de France team, American team. Mm-hmm. And uh, whenever they had, you know, an injury, he would put patches all around the injury and wrap them into a grounding sheet or grounding. Uh, he used actually, for him, uh, a kind of a grounding uh, sleeping bag was made. So they were in so that. What are, what are the patches made of? Where, oh, where they're just get... like EKG, normal EKG like type patches. You don't have okay. to buy them from a special company, although they offer it on the, I think it was Earthing. Dot com, you can find those. But these are on normal EKG patches. Okay. So you put these patches on, you, you ground the patches. Yes. And that what will allow electrons to flow locally into that area of the skin on your body. and that, uh, That's right. That's because you see, <clears throat> if, if you have an injury somewhere and you're grounded through any area, let's say you have a, a, a tennis elbow or something and you have pain there. And you start grounding by the feet. Well, the electrons from the feet will eventually get to the elbow, but they will fix a lot of things along the way. If you really really wanted quick relief of pain in your elbow, you put the patch right there. And you get, we found within 15, 10 10 to 15 minutes, people find good relief. Do the patches always need to be grounded or can you, is there enough electrons? Extra no, electrons they, in the patch itself that it'll work. No, they have to be grounded. So you just use a simple cable that you plug directly into the grounding hole. And okay. um, we've done some research using the grounding hole of the buildings with great results. Uh, one was um, about inflammation over the entire body that was reduced. And another one was an increase in uh, circulation of the blood of the face. So that has implication for having a healthy appearance. So we got good results on that. Okay. So, so the grounding patches, um, again, what kind of, uh, how people use them and, um, you know, how long is it, what, like, what do people experience by using them? How long do they use them, et cetera? Yeah. It's a one-time use. Every patch is a one-time use. Um, okay. So, yeah. So you have to discard them. That's why they are cheap. You got like 50 for 60 bucks, something like that. They're not expensive, but, they are not reusable. There are some that are reusable to some extent. They are, but um, it's it's not like these these patches. But um, we recommend that you use the uh, EKG patches, and every time you need a new one, uh, you have a new pain or you want to work on some region, just put a new one there. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, I'm looking at them online. All right. So there's a uh, you can test the outlet. 
you peel yes. off the adhesive, you put the patch in your skin, you plug yes. a cord into it, which goes into the grounding part of the outlet, and then yes. you hang out and relax for a little bit, and it's supposed to help you for a while. Yes, yes. And I say this, you know, we can talk about it as much as we like, like we're doing now, but right. I'm a scientist and I'm, you know, kind of a hands-on guy. I'm not believing it until I see something work. <laughs> so uh, I come from experience of working with it. And I recommend everybody who wants to see if this is working or not for them, just try something, you know, just try a patch or something and see what it does for you. The thing is that the healthier you are, the least effect you will experience. And that is okay. as been my experience too. I haven't, I had, oh, there's another thing that I experienced that is subtle that I want to share, if I may, is yeah. that I work a lot on computers. And um, I, um, after two hours, I had to stop. I felt like some tiredness and I needed to take a break. And when I grounded my feet and my hands using the mats, like I described, I was able to work more hours, like three hours about, and feel less tired. So it did give me some extra energy for my work, which was nice. How do you think uh, being grounded and being exposed to EMF, you know, from phones or computers, how do you think those two things interact? Um, well, I think that um, uh, especially when we talk about cell phones that are in the um, in the same <clears throat> frequency range as microwaves, ovens. So prudent avoidance is a good thing. Uh, but <clears throat> grounding will help your repair mechanisms to work the best because they give energy to the mitochondria, which are the power cells of this uh, power, yeah, power units of the uh, our cells. So my experience is that as long as the frequency is low, like 60 hertz, or even what they call dirty electricity, which is normally in the low power range, which if it comes from the power outlet, grounding will pretty much prevent that from getting into your body. But when you get to high frequencies like, uh, you know, cell phones, Wi-Fi and stuff like that, uh, grounding again will help you repair, but it will not prevent totally any damage that it can happen, that can happen. So. I would still recommand, like, okay. for example, if you have your cell phone, use a hear, you know, hearing, you know, how say that, uh, hear, uh, headphones and, and or hear for headphones, things like that, you know, plug like into a, your phone. An air gap and all that, you know. Yes, yes. Uh, don't put it close, very close to your skin, things like that. So I'm not, a, I'm not claiming to be an expert. Of course, I, I'm following that. I'm not an expert of the effect of EMF on the human body. But from uh, from looking at what experts are saying and from our experience with people being grounded, how they felt, we feel that there's not not much negative effect if you are from coming from the power lines themselves. But you still have to be careful because we have Wi-Fi everywhere. We have wireless. We have cell phone and we have. Now, the other day I was on my brother and he has, uh, you know, something like the Google uh, Assistant where they talk to mm -hmm. you all the time. And these things work on wireless. So you have wireless all over the, the place. So just right, yeah. try, you know, not to be. And I met some people 
who are uh, electro hypersensitive. They just walk in a house and they have to walk out. One of those was an 80 year old man who just had an open heart surgery. Before that, he had no problem. But after his surgery, somehow his, his system was weakened and he could not. So we found uh, several conditions like that where people have uh, body that has been stressed too much, not only by EMF, like uh, chemical sensitivities, for example, is in the same range. We uh, researcher in France found out that people with chemical sensitivities are also generally also electro hypersensitive. It's uh, it seems it's the autonomic nervous system that is not functioning properly. It has overstress and the adrenals are blown out and so in that situation, these people have to be grounded outside. And um, there's a small portion of population like that, but uh, it shows that actually the EMF that we have, you know, have an effect on the body, especially when we are weakened. Yeah. Okay. So what, what's the best way for people that are interested in, uh, you know, in grounding and experiencing it for themselves? What's the best way for them to take the first step? I would say by, if you don't have any, you know, issues with uh, inflammation in the pain or uh, specific acute, you know, pain condition, start with the mat. I would start with the mat and, and, uh, and depending on your budget, you can also uh, buy the sheets after that, you know, and they are, there's some starter kits that you can buy, you know, that where you have, uh, sticky mats with a book and some information. Um, and you can choose whatever your budget will, will allow you, you know. And um, it starts pretty low, you know, at like, I think, 16, 69 bucks. And you can have fitted sheets for about 200 bucks. So they, there's no, it's not really very expensive products. So, but. Um, I have a lot of people starting with the grounding mats and using it. You know, they, they even sleep with it. And uh, oh, wow. you can do that, you know, whatever works. So Yeah, actually, one more thing. I, I saw that there's kits that you can modify your shoes, like, you know, punch a hole in the sole and put like a metal rivet in there and, and ground your shoes. Any experience with that? And Well, actually, that that- I haven't done it, but I know someone who punched a hole in his sandals. And put some kind of a metal knot there, and he's walking with that, and he claims that it works for him. But you know, there are companies that sell grounding shoes. You don't have to do that. You can have nice-looking shoes that will actually ground you, and you can even have uh, socks that are also conducting that can ground you. Mm-hmm. So you can look on the internet. There's some some companies, and also the ESD industry. You know electrostatic discharge industry. They have for years have to have grounded shoes because when you work on sensitive circuits, you can ruin it just by one spark. So you don't want that. So to prevent that, they ground everybody that works on on sensitive electronic circuits. So these, they're not looking good. You know, they're more like bulky shoes. But now there are some companies who make decent shoes and even uh, running shoes, I think one of the major running shoe manufacturers make a, a grounding running shoe. So these things exist. Okay. Well, very good. Well, Gaetan, thank you for uh, coming on the podcast. I appreciate you talking. 
you're very welcome. And you know, I can be reached by uh, going to the earthinginstitute.net. And there's a place where you can type your question and it will get to me or to Marty Zucker, who is one of the author of the Earthing book. And we'll be happy to answer any question anybody may have. That's great. Thank you. You're listening to the Future Tech Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies such as artificial intelligence, stem cells, 3D printing, gene editing, Bitcoin, blockchain, the microbiome, quantum computing, virtual reality, and exploring space are much closer than you might think. In fact, many early versions of these technologies are in play right now, and the companies that are using these technologies are the focus of this podcast. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a thorny medical problem. Remember, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoyed the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and tell your friends about it. Thank you.